and it never ceases to amaze me just how many people out there have either given up believing that change is possible or they feel trapped in their current lives and jobs and believe that time has passed them by so much that it's too late for them to make a change. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 152. So if you're in my private Facebook group, you'll know that I've been posting pictures of the progress of my house build in Malawi. And if you've been following my journey, you'll know that I moved to Malawi in East Africa. I looked around the country, found an area that I loved, bought my land, registered my land, waded through house designs, whilst making my own bricks to build the foundation walls around my land. And now we've just started to dig the foundations for the house. If you're not following, you need to jump into my Facebook group so you can keep up to date with how everything is going. You'll find a link to that Facebook group in the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. So, two major things have been going on at the same time, which has generated my interest in this week's podcast episode. I've been talking a lot about the progress of my house build and I'm also coming to the end of my registration period for my side hustle coaching program. And doing these two things, it never ceases to amaze me just how many people out there have either given up believing that change is possible or they feel trapped in their current lives and jobs and believe that time has passed them by so much that it's too late for them to make a change. And I find this really sad, but only for a while, because in my cup half full kind of approach to life, I'm here to try at least to offer you some motivation with my own take on why it's never too late for anyone to achieve their best life, no matter your current situation. You may or not be shocked to know that we have many, many over 70-year-old African descent women in particular, alongside African women in their 40s and 50s, and I'm seeing an increase in married couples in their 40s, 50s and 60s, 
all of whom are picking up themselves and going out exploring. And where are they exploring? They're going out to African and Caribbean countries and they're exploring whether they could live there or whether they need to look for somewhere else. And they're enjoying the process because they are so focused on making positive changes in their lives and at least having some quality time living their best lives. Just in my small circle alone, and believe me, it's small, I know of six families made up of single women and married couples who are currently long-staying in different African and Caribbean countries just to see what it will take to live in those countries, after which they will return to their Western countries and start to plan their exits. Six different people are couples, and that's just in my small circle. And what I know for sure is that we are silently making these best life changes and not talking about them because of our highly suspicious natures and also because, quite rightly, we try to protect our innermost selves from bad mind. But the consequences of that are that there are less opportunities to inspire other people to at least give it a try. And with that in mind, I also share parts of my journey with small groups of people because it's not everything we do that should be out in the open for the entertainment and consumption of others. But as I said, one of the downsides to this approach of keeping our plans secret when we live in countries that actively limit safe social spaces for black people where we can share and support each other One of the downsides when these spaces are limited is that all the good things we are doing, all the life-giving and life-changing things we are seeing and engaging with and all the opportunities to support each other to grow, these things mainly remain hidden. And the only time we get to speak about them is when we're reminiscing with friends over what we hope or hoped our lives would be and why we wish we had made more of an effort to make those changes when we were younger. And in those moments, if we feel things are not working out, we become just like everyone else who has hit a plateau in their lives. We feel stuck in life and we feel that we have gone as far as we can go. And in those moments, again, we stay stuck. And anywhere where we feel we are stuck, we feel pain and unhappiness. Another reason why we stay stuck in unhappy life situations is that we are afraid of failure, especially if we have failed before. And even more so if our failure was a very public event. What we're likely to do in those situations is to soothe ourselves and say things like, I'm just not good at this, or this is not for me, or better I stick to what I know, at least I can pay my bills. And then we just soldier on until the next time we can no longer face going into work, or until the next time those plantation run-ins get under our skin, or until the next time we get bullied at work or face discrimination when treated differently in the promotion game. Then we come full circle, start talking again about what we wished we had done, and we start the journey all over again. Most likely, 
repeating the same patterns. Another reason why we stay in unhappy life situations is because we don't realise the impact of other people's environments on us. When we live in tense and unfulfilled environments, this has an impact on our creativity and we can end up being consumed by that lack of joy we feel because of the cycle of work and long hours, lack of fulfilment, low pay, more months left at the end of the low pay money and having to wake up and go back to work in jobs we hate. But what's even more surprising is that we can end up being conditioned into accepting this as the rest of our lives. And as much as we hate this plantation cycle, sometimes just needing to stay in our comfort zones is about as much as we can handle when the plantation cycle is pressing down on us. Just knowing and having the comfort of how the pieces of our current lives fit together is all that we want to deal with because everything else feels so hard. And when we get in from work and we think about the day we've had, our creativity is stifled and doing anything else feels so hard. Until, of course, we get to the point where we've had enough and the whole contemplation cycle starts again. And this is the treadmill we are on because of the culture we live in, which teaches us to keep our successes secret and to measure our goals and successes in life as a timeline. And when talking about our goals and successes as a timeline, you know how that goes. I want to do this by the time I'm that age. I want to have my own that by this age. I want to have achieved this by the time I reach that age. But the problem with this approach is that it has a tendency to create instant feelings of failure the moment you miss one of the key targets. And when you're viewing your life and its achievements in this linear way, it's easy to forget that different parts of our lives mature and season both separately and alongside each other. And so rather than see life as a bunch of missed targets and getting distracted by the curveballs that life throws at you, instead, it would be better to have an awareness of what's happening. And if you're able to, to find out why you've been hit with a curveball. Next, find an alternative route around the problem to get to your goal. The key is that it's never too late to try it's never too late to make a start and it's never too late to make that change. One of the key reasons why we stop trying to make that change is because we tell ourselves that we don't have enough money without realising the negative effects of our mindset on our relationship with money and how to get money and how much we impact our own thinking and actions by having a scarcity mindset about money. I get it. I get that it's hard when you don't have money. I get how restricted you feel about trying to make change. It's hard to be positive about what you don't have. And in those situations, a money abundance mindset is the last thing on your mind. When you don't have money, 
You're thinking about how to even manage the basics. I get that. But for your money situation to change, it requires energy from you. And one of the first energy shifts that needs to take place is how we talk about money. It takes as much energy to talk about what we don't have as it does to talk about how we solve our money problems. And if we talk about money from a positive mindset position, all the research shows that we are more likely to come up with creative and positive ways we can get more money, earn more money and make more money. So rather than thinking that your lack of money makes it too late for you to even try to change your life, try focusing on the energy of being grateful and excited for the opportunities money already provides you. Like money enabling you to have a smartphone, for example. A smartphone is a massive tool to have to help you change your money mindset, especially when you think about how many people every day start a side hustle just using their smartphone. And also that 66% of all side hustles and small businesses use their smartphone to make money every day, myself included. And when you visit African countries, This is even more in your face. This is what you see. In Malawi, it never ceases to amaze me at how people use their mobile phone, not even a smartphone, because most people don't have smartphones, but how they use their mobile phones to communicate their side hustle plans and to move small amounts of money around to fund the progress in their businesses. Living in African countries and living amongst local communities is the best reminder for me to always think with an abundance mindset because that is what I am surrounded by. And when I see everyone of every age trying to make a way with the same energy as some of the richest people I've ever met in my lifetime, it reminds me of the power of abundance thinking. And it reminds me that it's never too late to refresh your thinking, never too late to make a move and therefore never too late to try. It's always important to try because if we give up, we will never know how close we are to breaking through and being successful. We will never know how much the smallest change we make can be that breakthrough change and yield our biggest results that can change our lives. Given how everything we are and everything we do is connected, we are always closer to our next success than we think and feel. And if we keep trying, that breakthrough will come because that breakthrough could be just around the corner. And if you keep pushing forward, you continue to move closer to transforming your abundance mindset into a state of abundance and a life of abundance. And that is what we all want. So if you're wondering what your next steps should be to keep on trying, firstly, try changing your story. What's your story? Well, that's your plan. What is your best life plan? And if it's not working for you, then try changing it. Take some time to reflect 
and then see what you need to change. Then turn your obstacles into opportunities by reframing the challenges you face as chances to grow and prosper. A bit like the obstacle of having to work a full-time job and then instead of coming home and just sinking into that chair, think about using your downtime, the time when you are not at work, to see how you can make extra money doing something else, adding another income stream to your finances before you have to go back to work. That's one example of reframing an opportunity. Next, make a plan for how you're going to get to where you want to go, because plans are always a great way to support your willpower, especially when willpower alone will not get you to the finish line. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, celebrate your small successes. I can't say this enough. Every win in your life is a blessing and a gift and practicing gratitude will keep you feeling positive and will drive your focus. I hope this has been something that has sparked an interest and stimulated some ideas in your mind. As usual, thanks for tuning in. It means a lot when you take time out of your busy schedules. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a thing. And also, please leave me a review on iTunes or leave me a rating on Spotify to help make this podcast more visible. And finally, don't forget you can follow my house building project in Malawi by joining my private Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. And this week I'll close with the words of one of my elders. Elder Mwalimu Baruti, who teaches us that if we have our mindset focused in the right direction, we will measure our success not by what we haven't tried or what we don't have, but by how far we are moving away from the insanity. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And for this week, I'm out.